millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Fighting on Film podcast. The podcast all about classic and obscure war movies. From the Normandy landings to the days of chivalry and swords. If it's been captured on film, we're going to try and cover it. I'm Robbie of RM Military History. I'm Matthew Moss of Historical Firearms and the Armourer's Bench. Hello there. Sorry to interrupt. I wanted to let you know that you can now join our supporting cast over on Patreon. As thanks for your support, you'll be able to help us pick films, submit questions for guests, have first pick on brand new and exclusive merch, and much more. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Hello, welcome back to Fighting on Film. Now, after last week's 150th um, celebration episode, we reviewed The Guns and Averone. We're uh, coming right up to date this week with uh, The Great Escaper, the new Michael Caine movie um, about Bernie Jordan and his um, great escape over the channel um, for the 70th anniversary um, D-Day uh, commemorations. And a uh, big thanks to Pafé for an advanced screening of the movie um thanks very much and um, we love uh, reviewing new movies for you at uh, fight on fighting on film and if you want to go and see this one it's in cinemas on october the 6th so if you're listening at the de- on the date of release that's two days so make your plans book your tickets get your popcorn and go and have a watch so this episode is going to be a little bit different we're not going to do the alley tally we're not going to do favorite scenes as per se um we're going to have more of a sort of loose chat about the movie and then we'll move into spoiler territory not that there's any real hard spoilers in this one not that kind of film but we don't want to ruin it for you so there will be a definite marker when the spoilers come so when you hear the Al Murray eye dent if you know what that sounds like you'll know the spoilers are coming the uh the the klaxon the spoiler klaxon, klaxon. yeah so before we begin this episode um and our chatting about the movie um we asked you guys over on twitter um, at fighting on film uh, please do follow us if you haven't before. What are some of your favourite Michael Caine and Glenda Jackson films? So we had Ian McLennan went with The Eagle Has Landed and Mary Queen of Scots. Our very own uh, Matthew Moss, Historical Firearms, went with The Ipcrest File and Header. Uh, Simon it's, Massey it's goes... It's hard. It's hard picking. I know. 
I know. It's like the, the Kane and Glenda Jackson have had such illustrious careers. It's so difficult. Both two-time Oscar winners. Come on. Exactly. I mean, these are heavyweights, absolute heavyweights. And that's something about the film we'll talk about in a minute, the casting. Then we had Simon Massey, who goes with Kane, you know, Zulu, the man who would be king, uh, Bridge Too Far, uh, Hill in Korea. Um, Kane's such a legend, and he said he's looking forward to watching it. Uh, Kevin Getz goes with uh, Kane in The Bridge Too Far and Glenda Jackson for her appearance on The Muppet Show, which I liked. It's so interesting. So it, throughout all of these, like American listeners uh, have gone with like their appearances on The Muppet Show. And then a lot of UK listeners have gone with the the classic Morecambe and Wise sketch on their Christmas show she did. Yes. Um, which is is great, actually. It's very good. So, And speaking of uh, the, the uh, Morecambe and Wise sketch there, uh, Bedford Enthusiast Club uh, goes with the Italian job for Kane and for Glenda Jackson, Cleopatra, Ernie Wise adaptation. Quite a few. There's quite a few, yeah. Barry Grogan goes with uh, Alfie or Palmer. Um I went with uh, Get Carter. You know, can't go wrong with Get Carter. What a, what a great noir film. Um, Sophisticats review goes with Ipcrest File for Kane and Morecambe and Wise for Glenda Jackson. Uh, Stephen Maturin goes with Bridge Too Far and King Lear, and Richard Bruce. Uh, Richard Bruce this week will round it out with Zulu for Kane. Isn't it? Kane and Jackson. What can you say? Like two, you know, as I said, heavyweights, powerhouses of their day. You know, Kane's 90, Jackson was 89 at the time of recording. And, yeah, you know, I think uh, probably going to cast, Matt, we might as well, we're talking about them. Um, but apparently Kane is going to retire after this one. Um, he he said that at the premiere, didn't he? Um, he did, yeah. Um, he said, said that he, yeah, he's my... struggling to walk. That's it. Yeah, he was at, on, at a wheelchair at the uh, press um, release screening um, that we couldn't make, unfortunately. It would have been lovely to uh, have seen him in the flesh. Yeah, we, it, we were offered uh, an invite, weren't we? But... Yeah. Um, yeah. Timing so and everything there, else. You know, know it's like with, within the same day. Mm. So, in terms of cast, um, we've got Michael Caine um, playing Bernie Jordan, and just to round out Michael Caine's copious, you know, war movie. You, um, do a, you could do an entire episode on Caine, couldn't you? Really? Oh, I'm sure we will eventually when we start doing actor profiles and stuff like that. Hill in Korea, the steel bayonet, apparently. Um, Carbonane with Pride, Foxhole in Cairo, um, Zulu, Ipcrest File, Play Dirty, Battle of Britain, Too Late the Hero, Last Valley, uh, The Man Who Will Be King, The Eagle Has Landed, A Bridge Too Far, Escape to Victory, and that cameo recently in uh, 2017's Dunkirk. There, you know, it's it's a it's a co-billing really, isn't it, between it Kane is. and Jackson? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's a it's a strong cast there's the 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 supporting cast are great too but mm. uh in terms of jackson you know notable roles um mary queen of scots uh women in love bequest to the nation a touch of class um hedda just she she had an incredible career for like three decades and then went away and became a politician yeah for 20 odd years and then i think it was 2019 she came back to acting and did mm. a, a few um pieces and then this is this is her last um her last uh motion picture um yeah you know last credit yeah um and she's great in it she is great in it i, I will fantastic say That's, this now yeah. they are both 
on form in this. Very much um, so. Very much so. I went. I went into it with a little bit of trepid, you know, trepidation um, uh, around. Will will they be able to carry this? Will you know? Will this be as entertaining as you know we'd hope? Um, yes. But I think in terms of you know performances, they Jackson especially like the, some of the scenes that she has with uh, Adele, um, played by Danielle uh, Vitalis, are great. They're really well, they're lovely, fantastic, and, and yeah. all of the all of the scenes with Kane with them together. There's there's a real chemistry. You can feel very it. Very much. It's, you can, you think they're married. Like it's so yeah. nice and it's very natural. And yeah, as I say, it's it's two people who have you know had a life in entertainment, a life in acting on the screen, and and everything you've you've known them for and seen them in. It's very fitting. If it is mm-hmm. Kane's last, and if it is obviously it was Jackson's last. Unfortunately, she passed away before the movie came out. Um, but a couple of weeks before the test, the first it, test screening. That's it. Yeah. Away, sadly. If it's you know if it's their last few films, so if it's Kane's last hurrah, then it's a very fitting end to a undoubtedly one of the most you know packed careers that any actors ever a British oh, yeah. actors ever had. You know, one of Britain's finest you know screen actors. Oh, without doubt, yeah. You know, you can. I, I was watching his acting. There's a thing about screen acting that he did in 1987 that I hadn't yeah. seen before, and even then, you know, the the guy is nearly 50 years 40 years into a career there you know he's, mm. he's done more than some actors will ever do in a career even then second oscar um yeah. and it's just the man is just a, a constant professional he, he knows gets acting understands what he's doing and everything up to this up to this point up to this movie it's just yet again showcasing why kane is so loved and revered you know he might have become mm. a bit of a parody in his later life with all the imitations that we've had over the years and all the sort of Kaneisms that have come out, you know, like blow the bloody doors off. My name's Michael Kane, etc. But I think it's easy to sort of forget the actual person himself, the actor, so consummate and, and Jackson as well. Um, I think it's a, such a nice send off for them, this movie. I agree. And I'm sure we'll talk about that more in a moment. Sure. Um, continuing with cast, we've got Adele. Uh, played by Danielle Vitalis. Um, she made her debut in Attack the Block in 2011. She's been in Horrible Histories and Black Mirror, a number of other TV credits. I was in that, uh, Horrible Histories. You were. You <laughs> weren't in the one in 2019, were you? No, I wasn't, no. Uh, a bit earlier no. That. They wanted to get the old gang back together, but, you know, my, my rider is just insane. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> then we've got... Um, Victor O'Shin as Scott Selwood, who plays a veteran, an Afghanistan veteran. Yeah, um, he's been in Casualty, the TV series Black Ops, and next year he's going to be appearing in uh, the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Ah, uh, Shane Ritchie yeah. um, picture. You mean Guy Ritchie? Guy Ritchie, not Shane Ritchie. That's a very different film. <laughs> <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> um, young Ben is played by Will Fletcher. Um, he was in a 2021 film called The Road Dance. He was also in the recent uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, The Rings of Power TV series. And he was also in that period drama on ITV, I think it was, uh, Tom Jones. Then we've got uh, uh, Laura Marcus playing uh, Young Rini. Uh, she's been in Silent Witness, uh, Bad Education, and has and, uh, also been in Tom Jones. So they, oh, they knew each other prior. It's yeah. nice. We had a, a little bit of a standout performance from John Standing as as Arthur, the the RAF officer that very um, good that um, 
Bernie meets when he gets over to France. And mm. he he plays a, a fairly complex character with, with a lot of survivor guilt. And that's a theme that is, you know, throughout the film. And we'll talk Very about cool that in a moment as well. And you'll you'll recognize John Stanning from um, also being in The Eagle Has Landed with with Kane um, in yeah. 1976 as as Father Barricker. Um, he was in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy in 79. He was in The Sea Orbs in 1980. Privates on Parade in 83. The Falklands Play in 2002. That's Gathering great, Storm. Yes. Yeah, it was. The Gathering Storm in the same year. Um, and V for Vendetta in uh, 2005. Oh wow! Is that a in, that's that's cherry picked? In, yeah, insane there was a stip- stipulation of Kane that he would do the movie if Standing was in it too, because they're old friends. So, and you can yeah, see the chemistry I've seen again. That, yeah, I've seen that it, uh, that, that something will probably come back to you, but as we say, the casting is very strong because everyone mm. either knows each other or has worked previously. So, the chemistry is very, very good. Yeah, and just to illustrate that, to to round it out, we have uh, Wolf Carla as um, as Heinrich, who is uh, playing a yes. German veteran that that Benny encounters. Um, and you know he he was also in the Eagle has landed in seventy six. Um, Force ten from Navarone, the Riddle of the Sands, the Lady Banishes, uh, Sea Wolves again, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Firefox, the Keep, Dirty Dozen, Next Mission, uh, Dirty Dozen, the Deadly Mission. Yes, classic, classic films there. Dirty Dozen three and um, four, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, an episode or two of Soldier Soldier. Uh, uh, Band of Brothers in 2001 and The Lost Battalion, which is a film that we need to cover. Um, yeah, I love that film. Great film. Yeah. And what an interesting, you know, character for him to pop up in. Mm. You know, is playing a German veteran after spending, you know, arguably a career playing German officers in, in movies. Yeah. It's, it's quite, it's quite fitting, an interesting little nod. Yeah, yeah it's it fitting. definitely fitting. Yes. And that, that so, basically rounds out um, cast. The cast, yeah. As we said, Pat, strong cast. Yeah. You couldn't learn better, really, could you? Mm. Um, so for production this week, uh, directed by Oliver Parker. Um, you might know him from uh, his working... Sorry, you might know him for directing 1995's Othello. Any uh, key stage three English literature uh, people out there will know that one. Um, it's a good film. Uh, Johnny English Reborn. Uh, the 2014 Dad's Army rebate, remake. We won't hold that against him. It's uh, not the strongest. Um, <laughs> uh, Swimming with Men with Rob Brydon um, and Daniel yeah. Mays. That's a very good film. Very good feel-good British comedy there. Uh, William Ivory uh, wrote the film. Uh, he wrote Burton and Taylor, made in Dagenham, uh, Conum as muck, common as muck in the 90s. And Ivory said this um, when he first looked at the story. It was that classic thing of saying, there's a wonderful incident there, but what is the story? The more I dug into it, the more I started to realise that it's a piece about redemption and forgiveness. It's about humanity in all shapes and guises. Which I thought was a lovely quote. Um, Then we have uh, Christopher Ross, who's the DOP. He previously worked with Parker on the Dad's Army remake. uh, And Danny Boyle's Yesterday, that one about the fella wakes up and the Beatles aren't um, around. Oh, yeah. Steals their songs. Yeah. (laughs) So it could have been better that movie, but you know it's fine. Um, so it was based off a graphic novel, I think. Um, I think and then, it was. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. Um, because it, yeah, surely do you think it was ta- as well. Tangent off a minute. It, if you learn that Oasis and the Beatles had never existed, because I've seen the movie, there ain't no way I'd be like coming out and saying that it wasn't my work. I'd riff off that for my life. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, no, he doesn't. At the end, he like gives all the music away to everyone because he feels like a fraud. But if right. it was me in my greedy little 
brain, I would be like, <laughs> I'm going to make an Oasis Greatest Hits and Beatles Greatest Hits album and be a billion gajillionaire. Isn't it surreal that there would have been no Oasis without the Beatles? I know, I love it. But that's, in the film, that's why he goes, oh, there must be no Oasis either. And everyone goes, oh, who, who are they? D- did Blair get a mention? I don't know. Wild tangents this week. Um, and um, <laughs> Christopher Ross also directed the I do the hope Cats. there's an exec at Pathé UK that enjoys this show. <laughs> Thank you, Pathé. We love you, Pathé. And he also um, did the, the director of photography on the Cats film, which was very interesting um, a few years ago, if you remember that one. Yeah. It's a, it's a real shame that we, we're a war movie podcast because reviewing Cats will be an experience, that's for sure. Uh, amazing, yeah. And there's like a war, bit of a war bit in that. We might be able to fit it in. Is there? Know. I've never seen it, so, I, I mean, well. I mean, it was, that said, was a war it, on I the say senses. I say I've seen yeah, enough of it. It was a war on the eyes from the it trailer. Was. Anyway, it was. Um, uh, distributed by Pathé uh, and BBC Films. Uh, military advisor was Paul Biddis, uh, who's worked on The Crown, 1917. He's currently has just worked on the Malaysian movie about um, the like the Black Hawk Down kind of uh what was going on behind the scenes during that operation called Malbat Missy Backer. Um, seen some great behind the scenes stuff on his socials. Um, do check out Paul's um, Instagram, actually. It's very interesting to see what he's working on. Um, and the upcoming Gladiator 2 uh, movie and the Napoleon film is coming out on Apple TV. And I, I contacted Paul. Um, we, we did an interview together on a YouTube channel a few uh, months ago. Um, and he told me this about working on the movie. He said, I felt very privileged to have been asked to work on the show and for my research. I called up actress Vicky McClure, who listeners might know from Line of Duty and um, This Is England, um, to ask her granddad, Ralph McClure, who was a Royal Navy signaller on a landing craft tank on Sword Beach. So I had first-hand account of drills for the scenes. Um, and I think as we talk about the movie in a little bit more depth in a minute, those scenes on the LCT, the flashbacks, are very well done. Very, very yeah, well done. Yeah, they're one um, of the highlights of the film. Yes, and there's some photos that Paul shared with me um, from working on the movie behind the scenes shots that I'll be sharing on the socials um, this week. Um, do look out for those because it, the mock-up of the LCT with the blue screen behind it, what they got, very, very good. Um, so uh, the Imperial War Museum helped out, I think, with some of that. And as, as I said, the LCT was mocked up. Uh, filming locations, it was filmed all in the UK because I think it was filmed during COVID. Um, so there was a lot of uh, you know, restrictions and things. Uh, so Twickenham, uh, Camper Sands, Dover and Hastings were principal locations. And then I just got a bit from the lovely press release that uh, Pathé sent us when they sent us a screener. Um, and there's bits about the real story. So I'll read directly from the production notes. Uh, when the 70th D-Day celebrations in Normandy were first publicised, the staff at Bernie's care home had already attempted to get him on the trip with the Royal British Legion. However, they failed to secure him a place. Bernie therefore decided to make his own way there. Bravery over planning, Ivory said of Bernie. In truth, Bernie did not have to escape from their care home because he was free to come and go as he pleased. It was only Reenie that required full-time care. But it was true that Bernie kept his plan secret from the care home staff because he didn't want anyone to try and stop him. We assume that Bernie would not have disappeared without telling his wife for 59 years and we assume that she agreed to keep his plan secret for as long as possible. It is also true that Bernie was entirely ignorant of the fact that his escapade had made headlines throughout the world following the police issuing a tweet about him having gone missing. Hashtag the great escaper. He was quite taken back by the Fiore when he got back to England to find reporters besieging his care home. <laughs> I remember Fantastic. it at the time. I, I remember do. it yeah. and being on the news and stuff and it being a 
you know, an interesting little footnote to, you know, such an important commemoration. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the film captures that quite nicely and it then does. goes a little bit further and, and looks at, looks into things that, you know, perhaps would, would never have occurred to Bernie and, and, you know, there's elements of the film that, you know, probably definitely didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it but builds a very nice narrative all around it. It does. It does. And it serves a purpose, I think. So I think we'll, we'll move into spoilers. But before we do, I think I would say that, you know, if you've listened this far, um, I would recommend seeing the film. Yeah, definitely. Please go and find it. Enjoyed the performances. I I thought that, you know, Jackson and, and Kane's performances were, you know, fantastic. And I would I would definitely recommend catching it. I would too. You know, it's not often that, you know, in this current, the way that cinema currently is, you know, you don't, off, you don't get a film that is, you know, uh, top billing is two people in their late eighties, early nineties. No, that's very um, true too. So yeah. just just from that, it's it's quite something. Um, and the story that they weave and that that the Ivory's written is well worth your time. Um, and you know, go and support your local cinema because God knows they need it. Hello, I'm Al Murray, and you're listening to Fighting on Film, the world's number one war film podcast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you've listened this far, if you're not going to go and see it in the cinema or you just want to hear our thoughts the sword beach flashbacks are incredibly strong and i could have watched a movie of those alone um yeah they are so well done the you see the lct inside of it and bernie talking to the the chap who's asking him about what's it like and bernie says it's piece of piss you'll be fine you know he's getting all worried about going onto the beach in the tank in the sherman and only he's like it's piece of piss hands him a uh, uh, player's navy cut tin with his wife's, um, sorry, his girlfriend's picture. And it's like, look, there's a note on, there's a address on the back. Let, let her know how I get on type thing. Write to her for me. And that's Bernie's internal struggle. It's coming to terms with what happened to him on the LCT. Um, and you see it in chunks. Doesn't ever really hang on it very long. But the bits that you get are so well done and, and seeing the beach from the, from the ferry when Bernie's on the ferry going over and him looking and then he flashes in his head to seeing Sword Beach as it was very powerful you know yeah. I've I've chatted yes. to friends who I know who are veterans and have do have flashbacks um to, to things that happened to them in Helmand and, and Afghanistan and things like that um and they say it is flashes 
it's it's little little triggers little moments that just get in your head just a little bit almost like a bit of a dream thing you just kind of flash there flash back um so i thought that was very well done very well done i agree and it it, it breaks the film up nicely so essentially yes. you you follow bernie as he travels to um normandy you follow Bernie um, and their interactions with Adele and the other members of staff at the care home that, that they live in. Mm. And then we flash back to young Bernie and young uh, Rini just before the invasion. And then um, there's those great sequences on the actual LCT. And it's important to like try to explain there's the elements of, of survivor guilt that we talked about um, earlier in the show are threefold. So yes. we have um, Scott O'Shin. Uh, sorry. Um, so we have Victor O'Shin, who plays Scott, who's an Afghan veteran. And mm -hmm. he has a little bit of survivor guilt um, because he came back. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, it goes into a little bit more depth and detail. but Yeah. And know, he's he, clearly he, suffering himself. He is. Yeah, he's hurting. And he's using alcohol as a crux. Um, and then we've got um, Arthur. Bernie's friend, who is a uh, former bomber pilot, mm. I think he flew Halifax. Did he say? He said he flew. He, he towed a glider over for those chaps. Yeah, um, and then he went back he and he then Khan. He bombed Khan. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, it doesn't. I give it that. And he, sorry to, to jump in, but I like the fact that the movie didn't shy away from what happened to Khan because it could have easily yeah. just gone. Oh well, Khan was bombed like it was nothing. But they they really went into how much calm was bombed and yes he, I, I think he says it, you know he let it was leveled yeah um, yeah didn't shy what, away from it being somewhere. controversial no, it didn't because i know it it was and still is yeah he feels guilt um not only for for you know the bombing of calm but also for the fact that his brother who had been uh shot down mm. months before was in calm when it was bombed and was killed yes. in calm um, and he's never been back to Normandy in person to his brother's grave. And he has that, you know, deep sense of guilt. And he he's leaned on alcohol his entire life. Yeah. Um, and he's an alcoholic. There's a there's a great scene where John Stanning throws up. Um uh, after funny. after um it is. It's it's, it's well like handled, it's really tragic comedy that sequence, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Um, and and then there's the much more complex survivor guilt of Bernie and Rini. Um, and then I I didn't actually mention the the actor's name earlier in uh, in cast. It's Elliot Norman uh, who plays Douglas um, Bennett. Yes. And uh, he shows um, Bernie a photograph of his of his girlfriend, and then Bernie subsequently sees um, Douglas's Sherman get hit by anti tank fire or artillery yeah. fire, uh, and it it brews up on the beach. Um, and Bernie watches through a pair of field glasses and he sees um, Douglas struggling to get out of the tank and then subsequently, you know, dying. It and again. he carries that survivor yeah. guilt um, mm. all the way through to the present day. Um, and it, 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 there's a nice payoff of, of that when he, he visits him, you know, at the cemetery, um, yes. along with Arthur, who visits his brother. Uh, mm. And that's a scene with probably we both have thoughts on, I think. Yeah, like I, I love that scene because they're finally in a place where they can start reflecting and trying to work through it. You know, having held held it for seventy years, 
Mm. Um, but I, it's maybe it's just the way the film was. It was very quickly cut between nursing home, Bernie, Reenie and Bernie. It was about Reenie and Bernie, obviously. It's about their relationship, their life together. But the scene with Arthur and Bernie in the cemetery at Bayer, I just, I wanted them to hang on that a little bit longer mm-hmm. because it was yeah. welling something inside of me. You know, the room was getting a bit dusty. The eyes were getting a bit watery, must admit. Um, I mean, Kane in that scene is fantastic, and he gives it his all. Um, and it's just you know, you know, it's the, it's a, it's not only, you know, dialogue, but it's also the physical acting that he brings to that. Yes. And he, he brings a, a a depth and a pathos to it that, mm. you know, at ninety, mm. you can, you you can bring you can to do. a role. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it didn't, it just didn't hang. Very long touching enough. scene, but it just moves away so quickly from it. it I just it, wanted. Him to yeah. linger or to say something more, um, but then maybe that's and enough. Even isn't worse it? with John uh, with John Standing's character Arthur. The there's the you don't see him that after that scene really, of do you? That, that scene of him finding his brother's grave is so short for the lead up that it gets mm. because he talks about the you know the, the guilt of bombing Khan. He talks about his alcoholism and that he's always been that way and he's never been able to get away from it. And he's a coward for not going to see his brother's grave in France. Um, and he's, you know, he's he's coming to the end of his life and he knows it and he, he felt this was the last chance he would have to, to go and mm. visit his brother's grave. And the way that that scene is given just by that you know previous scene of him explaining that story, yeah. you think, oh, there's going to be a quite a moving scene when he does find his brother's yeah. grave. But it's it's but then maybe that's that is one of my few criticisms of the film yeah. i would have liked a little bit more but then reflecting both of those on it, parts of that scene reflecting on it i think maybe because the movie rattles through it's an hour and a half but it's very well paced i'll give it that mm, it is. um perhaps they just didn't want to hang on it too much maybe there's a there's a stylistic or a, a writing uh you know technique or something where you don't hang on it because i, I could get why maybe. some some could and some don't. Maybe it's just the way this one was written, the way this one was done. I can get why they cut away, but me personally, I'd yeah. love to have hung on it a little bit more. Well, so but, would I, because you know it's the crux of the film. It is about yes. that guilt. Um, you know, just and the setup get, for it had been such that you're like, oh, yeah. But then you do get the lovely scene at the end where, and I think it's the strongest, one of the strongest moments where. Bernie finally comes home and he's gone through the the yeah, media foray and the and he tells Rooney all about Douglas and he finally tells yeah. her about it and he's feeling all you know survivory guilt as we said yeah. and how it's not fair and it, how says, he feels. Um, I, she talks about um, when he you know came back he had this weight that he never talked about and she mm. kept waiting for him to talk about it and he never did. Yeah, and it's the guilt of him saying that he'd be okay. It was a piece of piss. He'd be perfectly yeah. fine. Um, and then you know, moments later, he his tank gets brewed up. Um, but then it's how Rini comforts him. It's them as their relationship, and Jackson and Kane's chemistry in this is scene. It really got to me um, mm. of how you it's the bad luck and the good luck speech that that Jackson gives is so strong and so poignant. I think to everyone, and no matter what you've gone through. 
in anything, I think everyone can take something from this is that, you know, you've got to keep on trucking essentially. That's kind of what I got from it. Um, and Bernie has, and they both have. And then you, then the ending of the film is almost kind of how it starts where it's just them and their relationship and them having been on the beach and having these lovely moments together, Bernie getting his own back on the bicyclist that cuts in yeah. for him at the start of the movie, cuts in and he's trying to get a cup of tea on the beach. And it kind of just ends with them just being together. And I think a cynic could be like, oh, it's cutesy. Oh, kind of how life is. You know, you're with someone yeah, you... small moments. Well, small moments, yeah. Rini, you know, says that, you know, we're, we're, we're simple, ordinary people and we've lived, you know... Well, they were. They were both mayor. I know. They were mayor of Hove. Mayor and mayor of, of yeah. Hove, yeah. So they lived, they lived a really um, a you know, life. full life of... Um, you know, a lot of public service. I think he was a councillor and stuff before he became mm-hmm. mayor. And, and um, yeah. but she she says like we lived a simple life, and but that that doesn't matter because we lived every moment of it. And that's a nice yeah. that's a that's a that's a good thing to take away from it, that scene. It is. I think it really really um, is. And as we've said, like those scenes with with Kane and Jackson are you know the best parts of the film. Yeah. But there's some other interesting stuff that I wanted to touch on. Um, sure. There's the scene with um, with the the German veterans who are in the pub. That's very encounter um, mm. Bernie and Arthur. And in the production notes that we we mentioned earlier, um, it said it notes that Kane turned the script down at first because um, he you know he, he felt like he'd run his course and he retired almost at that point. Um, and then he he thought about it again. And that scene with the, the the group of German soldiers was one that he kept coming back to, yeah. Um, where they share a moment of mutual understanding, um, That's and really he found nice. that particularly moving. Mm. Um, and that that kind of convinced him to take on the part. And mm. and again, I as you said, Elliot, it's not every day that someone of his age gets to be no. you know, in a leading role again. Yeah, exactly. And I, and that seems lovely because it because from the trailer, I was worried that we were going to get this something different than what we got. You can never really judge a film from its trailing, yeah. but I was like, oh, is it going to be a, uh, what's it going to be? But then that scene is very well done. And Bernie realises that he needs to go and help Arthur, essentially, to, to, to help Arthur with the, go, go into yeah. Bayern Cemetery. And they, he talks to the German veterans and it's through a translator, an American translator is there. And he gives he gives him his ticket to the, the commemoration saying, you should be there too. And I like that. And it could have you could have gone. And I like the, how the film didn't hammer any messages or try and be heavy-handed in its reflecting of the past. It, these are just old men reflecting on a life lived, rather than going into the nuts and bolts of the whys and the whos and all oh, you you know you're in the Wehrmacht. So what does this mean about your character? Yada yada yada. Like last week, how we mentioned about the good German myth. This movie isn't isn't gonna delve into that because it's not about that. And I like how the ivory that the, the screenwriter didn't force in anything else to sort of pull you away and pull you out of Ber- uh, Bernie's journey because that's all it is. And the themes of acceptance and reflection are very, very strong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I really did like it. I enjoyed it. There's a few bits for me that don't, as we said, cutting away from certain sequences very quickly. It's annoying. Um that was but my then, main critique, I think. Main, yeah, and there's some harsh grading at certain points, mm. but that's yeah. just me. I mean, it, you know, other people might not even notice it, but I remember, I remember being a bit like, oh, 
it's a bit bit of a strong lighting there on that sequence yeah. or something. But I mean, it might look better on on a big screen. Or, yeah, on it a, might actually because we I watched it on our laptops because of the screener. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, in terms of you know the the supporting cast, I thought the the uh, the casting of the the young Greenian and um, oh, fantastic, Benny yeah, was was really good. And just to mention from, but I happily had a whole lot more. Of yeah, it. I agree. I, they could have slipped a little bit more in there. You know, they're introduced in like a little swing dance sequence, whether like a, a local dance, and then there's a really beautiful, touchy moment where uh, Bernie takes um, Rini to see the you know, um, the, uh, the the golden hour, the holy hour. I think it was holy hour. Refers to it as yeah, yeah. I think that's what they call um, it. You know, about four in the morning, and they hark back to that at the end of the film where they they're hand in hand looking out the window watching. Yeah. And that's why the sun rises over the sea, which is lovely. Why Rini gets up so early so she can watch it all the time? Yeah, because it's implied that they first yeah. made love during that's that hour in yeah. the in the in the woods. It's lovely, and I, I think that's lovely as well. That you know, it, it's the little things, as you said. It's that that's what's important, like in a relationship and life. When you get to that age, you you clinging on to and holding Absolutely. the things. I, 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 it's interesting because. Um, in the in the production notes, um, Parker mentions that it was a little bit difficult casting people for that role. Yeah, because um, he, he encountered like a lot of actors that were essentially doing either knowingly or unknowingly doing almost imitations of of Kane, especially yeah, in Jackson. That's not what that's not um, what you're doing. You're meant to be doing Bernie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then when he found Fletcher and, and Marcus. He found actors that had that same sort of spirit rather than doing an imitation. That's what he says mm. in the production notes. Um, so they didn't imitate the actors' mannerisms, etc. It was more of a capturing the you know the spirit. And one of the things about Jackson's performance is her spirit is indomitable, like throughout the whole film. Oh yeah, she she has such a presence. It it's portrayed. Re- I've you know we've all met elderly people that are like that. Um, they have yeah. this real presence in the room. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. It, 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 it just came across really well on screen. It was mm. a bit of a, genuine, a bit of a masterclass it's, in terms of it's genuine. That's what it is. Like I sometimes feel like, like that, I think that's just Jack. It's just Glenda Jackson chatting. Mm. That's not Reenie. Yeah. That's Glenda Jackson. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not Glenda Jackson. It's Reenie. She embodies that role, and and then Kane and Kane embodies Jordan. Um, I know we've already talked about it, but the LCT scenes, um, I thought they really brought a bang to the book because yeah, now it's hard-pressed. There isn't the budget to make big more movies in this country at the moment. But but it's fascinating that we finally get a depiction of the British Sword Beach of on a D-Day on Sword yeah. Beach. Yeah. And it's such a small little encapsulation within a much larger film it's, it's a, kind of like a tome in that respect actually you know yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah. with the, the evacuation scene um but they they do it so well and it, mm. it it could be bigger it could be grander it could be better but for what they've you know what's available i loved it for what it, it really needed works to well do, it and was I, very good and as you mentioned with what paul you know the lens he went to to, to do some mm. research and the fact that it was a member of the sherwood rangers as well um because you know they landed um just before h hour on d-day didn't they yeah. they were they were yeah. right in the vanguard um so i really liked that inclusion and the mm. and the nice. attempted scale 
they, they got with the, the like six Shermans as well on the show. You know, even if that's one yeah. of them CGI or whatever, but it's nice to see that many. <laughs> um, and a nice yeah, little look at, uh, there's a lovely bit where you, where the camera pans up a little bit as mm. if it's like mimicking the buoyancy and the, the, the waves. And you see the rest yeah. of the fleet and you see another landing craft tank and a landing craft going in as well. It shows the scale very briefly, but it shows the scale and it's just enough. And I really like that. I just that. wish we um, had a British a film. Full, a full movie of it, yeah. D-Day, yeah, but that'd be great. But yeah. But anyway, there, there's and there's one line that we wanted to say, and this is a bit of a spoiler, but it's Kane. And if it's, if it's one of Kane's last lines, it's so well delivered. Um, there's a sequence near the end of the film where the um, Hellman veteran um, who'd been drinking. Scott comes Scott. and apologises for, for yeah, drinking. and says, look, you're a big inspiration to me, yada, yada. And Bernie says, look, I don't want you, you know, I don't want your praise. I don't want your, your praise. I, I, I want you to get better and, and get some help because right now you're a fucking mess. Yeah. Um, and the way that Kane delivers that, oh, it's just fantastic. You Brilliant. have to see that see- scene to, to, to really, I'm not doing it justice, um, but it's fantastic. So, that was our thoughts on The Great Escaper. It's out on October 6th. Uh, thanks again to British Pathé. Uh, sorry, that's old. Thanks again to Pathé UK um, for sending the screener to us. Um, we really appreciate it. And do check it out when it's in cinemas. And uh, join us again next week for another war movie review. Catch you again. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.